May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. NPR ran a story a number of years ago about a nursing facility in Dusseldorf, Germany. Now this facility, like many, had a number of memory care residents. And these residents, um, whether they were suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia or some other kind of memory loss, were not locked in a locked facility, a locked space, as you might find here in many of our nursing facilities. They actually were in an unlocked space because that's what the nursing staff desired for them. They vowed that they would keep in those because, as we know, the reason that they're often in locked floors or areas of a nursing facility is because they have a tendency to wander off. They forget where they are and where they're going. They may think they have to meet the guys at the corner restaurant for breakfast or go to a hairdressing appointment or head off to school in the morning. They're not quite living in the present time. So this nursing facility vowed that they would keep an eye on these residents, but invariably someone would walk down the hallway, past the front desk, out the front door, and take a left and end up on Main Street. This raised a police search and a review of the protocols at the nursing facility because there was a vulnerable adult wandering around. Someone came up with the crazy and yet brilliant idea at the nursing facility of putting outside the facility a bench and a bus stop. They put a bench and a bus stop, and now when, they went, when someone went missing, they would look out the window and invariably see that person sitting on the bench. A nursing staff member would go out and sit with the individual and hear stories, hear where they thought they were going. They were going to roam the neighborhood like the 10-year-old girl that they used to be with freedom. They would be heading off to work that place, that factory there they had worked for 40 years where they had deep security. Or they talked of loves that no longer seemed real anymore, a spouse, a child, a parent. And after a while, the talking would calm down, the nursing staff would bring the resident back into the home and all would be well. And in all those stories, there was a sense of deep longing. The sitting on the bench had to do with longing for some other time, some other place in this person's life that they couldn't recapture, something that they so deeply desired they couldn't even put their words on. They just thought about the activity not necessarily the freedom or security or love that they were deeply longing for. And Advent is also a time of longing. We think of Advent as a time of waiting, and indeed we are waiting to celebrate Christmas, remembering the birth of the Christ child. We are waiting for the second coming of Christ. It is also a time of repentance, of turning back to God, of seeking a renewed relationship with Jesus as we ask for forgiveness of our sins and we seek again to be ready to prepare for this second coming. It is also a time of longing. 
Advent is also a time of longing. For the, for the Israelites, it was a time of longing for them because they were living under Roman oppression and they deeply desired a Messiah to come and save them. It was also a time of longing for those who are outside the temple system, who were shunned and couldn't worship fully because they were women or they had a disability or they spoke a different language and they so desperately longed to be included in the full Jewish worship. And then, of course, as the days shorten and the nights lengthen, there was a longing for light in the darkness. And Advent is a time when we also have longing, a longing to be reminded of God's presence in our lives, Emmanuel, God with us. And so we spend often these days thinking and wondering about our own relationships with Jesus in the midst of this season. And we focus a lot in Advent on Jesus and Mary, and that is right and good, and yet the story of Elizabeth is the story as a microcosm of this deep longing that comes out of the history of the Jewish people and is also perhaps what you are feeling as well in this season. Elizabeth and Zechariah have deep longing. They have been waiting and longing for a child, and it has not come. Deep, deep longing. They know what it is like, and they've had a range of emotions because Elizabeth has been determined, or she's been said to be barren. That was in the text right before this one, Gabriel comes to Mary, tells her she will bear Jesus, the Son of God, and then mentions that Elizabeth, who is thought to be barren, is now bearing a child. But all those years of waiting and longing, because to not have a child in this era, in her time, was as if the Abrahamic covenant no longer applied. You were outside, it was a disgrace to be outside that covenant. So Elizabeth and Zechariah have this deep longing. And they've had the range of emotions, and maybe you know some who have felt this way, or you yourself. Range of emotions of anger and frustration and hopes dashed. And deep, deep longing. Imagine Zechariah and Elizabeth at that bus stop sitting and waiting, waiting for a bus full of the voices of children to come along. And they are sitting and waiting and longing, longing for the thing that they so deeply desire that they hope for. And then the bus comes, and they get their deepest desire. She will bear a child. She is pregnant. Now, We know from the Bible stories, we know from our own life that it doesn't always happen that God responds in the way that we think we want or we need. And indeed, Elizabeth and Zechariah's son, John the Baptist, will end up being beheaded. And that is certainly not what they are thinking about at this moment of their deep longing and desire. Maybe this Advent finds you at this bus stop. Maybe you are sitting, wondering, waiting, longing for something deep in your heart. Maybe it is a sign that you leave one job and take another. Maybe it is a deep longing for the mending of a relationship with a child or a parent or a dear friend. Maybe it is the longing for a different diagnosis or a diagnosis that says that those cancer treatments are working. Maybe it is a deep longing for economic stability, for a new direction, in your own life. If you're like me, it's a deep longing for this pandemic to be over, for people to stop dying. 
So maybe you're at the bus stop. Maybe you are certain. Maybe you know exactly what you're longing for. Maybe you are confused. And maybe you are just impatient because that bus has not shown up and you've been waiting. If this Advent finds you there, ask yourself if the longing goes even deeper than you can articulate. Perhaps the longing is really about your relationship with Jesus, asking God to be present in your life, Emmanuel, with you as you wait in that longing. Elizabeth knows this too. Mary comes to Elizabeth with great joy. She comes rushing in, this young girl pregnant with Jesus the Christ. And Elizabeth rejoices. She's not rejoicing in her own pregnancy at that moment. She's rejoicing because God has come near. Christ has come near. As Mary comes near, she is bringing the Christ child with her, yet to be born. And the two women sit together on that bus stop, at that bus stop, on that bench. And as they are sitting there, they still have deep longings for healthy births, for good parenting, for all those uncertainties that they embody. They are sitting there, and God, Christ, is with them. And Advent is a time for us to remember that we are not alone at the bus stop. We are not alone in our deep longing because Christ is with us, comforting, listening, maybe cajoling and pushing and saying, not that bus, but that bus. Oh, no, wait, wait. There'll be something else that comes along. We are not alone in this season of longing. Mary and Elizabeth were not alone as they sat there and wondered about their futures and the future of their children. Christ is with us at the bus stop. Now, Advent is almost over. Christmas is coming and the 12 days of Christmas after that. And I don't know, maybe at the end of that season you will no longer be at that bus stop. You will have gotten up with the new life that is in you, as in Mary and Elizabeth, and you will have a renewed sense of God's presence in your life, and you will have gone off somewhere or gone back home. I don't know. But if you are still at that bus stop, all I pray for is that you also have a renewed sense of God's presence in your life. Elizabeth, something in your heart will leap for joy when you recognize that Christ has come near to you in your life and that you will go on with that joy and that new life or you will return home with that joy and new life and you will know God's presence in a new way with joy in your heart. Amen.